From the Over the Top Studios in Nederland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to Over the Top Cycling, presented by Gerard Cycles. Tonight, we're going to be talking Masters Nationals with Kyle Pittman. Kyle, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. Of course. Happy to be here. Now, Kyle, we go back a long ways, but I only saw you briefly when you were like speeding by the official car as you were racing in Race Across America. Um, I had no idea about all of your athletic accomplishments. Can you give us a little background on yourself? Uh, sure, absolutely. So um, I started uh, riding bikes after I graduated uh, from the United States Naval Academy. I was a rower there. And uh, I was used to going backwards and um, having people half my size tell me which direction to go. Um, and uh, I love the freedom of being on the bike. And, uh, you know, this was in the, the Lance era where he was dominating. And, you know, I thought I'd go out and get a road bike and, you know, become the next dominant force in U.S. cycling. Um, little did I know I was, you know, uh, I had a ton to learn. And, um, you know, I was relatively athletic because of my Division One rowing career, but uh, ended up you know, within, I think, two days of getting uh, Clippus pedals, I went out and fell on my face, um, you know, just like everybody does, and got addicted to, to riding my bike. Um, so that's where it started. And, you know, I was moving around the country in the Marine Corps and, um, you know, deploying overseas a few times, but always came back to that as a, as a nice outlet that I could um, kind of pretty much do anywhere. Um, but, uh, when I got back, I was restationed at the United States Naval Academy as an instructor and a company officer. And I linked up with a great group of, uh, active duty service members and some veterans, um, who, uh, were interested in doing this thing called race across America. Um, and I'd heard of it, uh, saw it on, you know, wide world of sports and everything way back in the day, but, uh, didn't know that they had an eight person category and we really felt like it would be cool to, uh, do something and raise raise money for uh, wounded service members. Um, we had had some experiences with uh, trying to get uh, people that had been in the same battlefields and uh, had experienced a lot of the same things as, as many of us, uh, although they weren't as lucky and came back, you know, missing legs and arms and, uh, you know, TBIs and PTS and all those things. So um, we used the bike as a way to give them a, a purpose and, you know, this huge event to, an accomplishment to try to go coast to coast as a team. I did it several times personally, did it several times as, you know, coach and mentor for women, uh, service for people. And it's really, really awesome. It was a great experience. Now, a couple of questions from that one as a D one rower, you are used to some serious athletic pain that has got to have helped you become a very good cyclist. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say you could say that. I mean, it's it's definitely body awareness, and um, and then <laughs> going up to you know this this crazy sort of time trial time trial effort level threshold and staying there for long durations. So um, it's it's definitely been useful. I'd say that rowing, sort of like cycling, um, but I, I think in in, in uh, even a more dramatic way, uh, you can get better faster just purely by the time effort that you put in, right? You don't need to be, uh, you know, mastering your golf shot for 20 years before you, uh, you know, make the PGA Tour or whatever. Um, you really need time and drive and, you know, a relatively good level of equipment, and then you can be really good. Now, Kyle, race across America. I mean, only ultra people do that. You, you can't be fast to do something like Ram. 
Well, that, 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 I, I, uh, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And especially at the, uh, you know, the eight person team level, um, you know, it actually, depending on your goals for the ride, if you're just trying to finish or you're trying to break the record, like we tried to do several times, um, it takes, you know, all sorts of, all sorts of riders and all sorts of fitness levels. Um, and, uh, it's really a logistics problem. Um, as I'm sure you've had, um, dozens and dozens or probably hundreds of conversations about, but, uh, we had great crew and support and volunteers, which, uh, made those experiences amazing. And of course I was kidding because there are phenomenal athletes that are out there doing race across America and race across the West. And, uh, I mean, look at Christoph Strasser and the record he just said. Oh my set. gosh. He's ridiculous. <laughs> He's ridiculous. And then we had, what, the first woman to win the overall this year, right? And I was just going to say, and how about Leah yeah. Goldstein, a former exactly. professional racer? So let's get into what you're doing now. You are preparing for Masters Nationals. I saw you out on uh, the gravel last weekend. You look to be in phenomenal shape, uh, but you've got a lot more life responsibilities right now, but you're still managing to stay in really incredibly fit. How are you doing that? Well, thanks. Um, well, uh, you know, I, I, I got a job actually uh, with Verizon um, uh, over a year and a half ago, right before the pandemic really hit. And, um, it was an, it was an in-person job <laughs> for two weeks. And then they told us to go home. So, um, I've been able to work remote in those times where I would be commuting in on my bike or driving in, you know, the 30 or 40 minutes. Um, I can now get up a little earlier and spend, you know, two hours or three hours in the morning riding and then go along and big on the weekends. So, um, it's really allowed me before, before our, you know, our, our little twins wake up, um, the freedom to, to do that. So really have to be thankful for the option of, you know, working hard and being passionate about my job from nine to five and then my family and, and having a freedom to train. And I think the other thing is that I have an amazing partner, my wife, Abby. Um, she's, a I, I lost count of how many triathlon she's done. I think it's in the seventies, but, um, you know, uh, Ironman, half Ironman, all that sort of thing. She's been to world championships a few times and she is helping me follow my dreams by supporting me and working out less and taking care of more of the stuff in the house. Um, so it'll be her, her, uh, turn sometime soon, but for now it's mine, which is really great. Now, what divisions are you going to be competing in and what days do those take place? Sure. So, uh, masters. So I'm, uh, I'm just turned 45. So I'm on the low end of the 45 to 49 um, age range and, um, we're doing a 40 K time trial on, uh, Thursday, um, and then a day, uh, a day off. And then I think it's a hundred, 110 K road race, um, on Saturday. This is all down in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Now looking at some of your times, uh, tell us your per personal best for a 40 K and, uh, you, I believe had some time off the bike and came back and had a pretty phenomenal, uh, placing at Colorado State Championships. Oh yes. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, I, I think my PR on uh, 40k is 51 minutes uh, and some change. Um, but uh, yeah, it, I've um, through my through my military service and lots of uh, years of endurance sports and everything, I ended up <clears throat> um, having some joint issues and have had both my hips replaced. Um, so as a result, uh, you know, limited range of motion and there's a whole nother story about, 
um, all the surgeries I went through and how I got into paracycling. But, um, yeah, you know, my, my, you know, intent for this coming weekend is, uh, to, uh, you know, go and have fun at the TT, go as hard as I can, and you know, kind of see what happens and see where I, I match up against the other old people my age, so to speak. Um, and, uh, hopefully it's, it's a good, good Thursday for me. You know, I remember back in the mid eighties, uh, my first 40 K no arrow bars existed. There were really no arrow wheels. None of it was just such a amazing feat to go out and break an hour. And I was so proud of my 59 and I saw your 51 and was like, Oh my God. <laughs> well, yeah, I understand. And I've, um, I've, I've been lucky enough to, you know, use all the, the money in my couch cushions to, get a nice setup on a bike and you yeah know, no I, I don't actually... think it's because you're arrow on your bike <laughs> <laughs> well it doesn't hurt I'll put it that way. <laughs> so any time goals or what's kind of your attitude when you go into an event like this do you look at here's where I want to place or do you have a specific time goal in mind or do you just want to get out there and do your best and if somebody beats you at your best then congratulations to them yeah, you know, I, I think I'm going back and forth on it. Um, you know, this is a 40K course, uh, but it's got a fair amount of climbing. It's got over 500 feet of climbing oh, in that wow. 40K. Um, so it's not going to be a, a super flat, fast course. Uh, you know, look at the profile here, and there's, you know, there's a climb. Uh, you know, there's some rollers, of course, but there's a climb that's over two miles at between, you know, one and 4%. So it's just a long drag, right? Um, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, my goal is, um, to, you know, I, I kind of know my, my threshold numbers. I know sort of my, my go hard for a few minutes and then my sort of sustainable numbers, you know, what you might ride in a tailwind or downhill or whatever. Um, and, you know, then I take a look at my heart rate and, you know, that's the real governor because so many different things can happen. Um, and sleep and hydration and recovery and where you are in the training cycle that um, I think at least on race day, heart rate tends to be my guide. Um, but yeah, in terms of the perspective of uh, how, what my goals are, you know, um, I had some big goals this year through paracycling to try to make the Paralympic team. And I barely missed out on that. Um, and so, you know, a few weeks ago, I was able to go to para nationals and, and win in both the Tantra Island road race, which was great. But, you know, I'm trying to go into this with sort of a, a no pressure, have fun, but lay everything I can absolutely lay out there. And if, if I happen to podium or do better than that, then that's awesome. If not, you know, it's a great workout and it can help me in my para adventures next year. Now, I would like to have another podcast with you and maybe Leah Goldstein on as well, talking about overcoming injuries. Um, I've had some pretty horrific crashes, and for me, there's often a little element of doubt that can creep in my mind, especially around other riders, and I find myself kind of backing off. How have you been able to get yourself back in the peloton with confidence and race at a top level without worrying about, oh, I might hit my hip or something else <laughs> well i'd have to say that i uh that i always worry about that um and uh i don't think I, I don't really have glass hips i have titanium hips and i would say that they're generally about as strong as um you know normal hips um but what i do wear is i, I do wear thin um 
pads that really take the shock out of a out of a big hit um just under my bibs or under my um tt skin suit um, you know that's interesting kyle because uh mm -hmm. terry and i were out riding and i said oh what cool shorts he's got hip pads in <laughs> i had no right. idea <laughs> yeah i mean it's literally it's literally a, a 20 or 30 dollar camping mat that i've cut in a shape that um fits i used to put you know, like body glide on them and stick them in. And, but I, I, they're fine, actually. They kind of shape of an oval. I put them put them in and, you know, knock on wood, I've had some fairly big crashes and, you know, I've, I've come away relatively good, at least with my hips. And yeah, I mean, that, that's always, that's always a concern for me. And in some ways I feel like I'm, I'm a little bit lucky being a master's race racer where, you know, we all know that we're trying to get back to our families and, you know, we have a job to get to on Monday and all that perspective that, you know, maybe a, a 21 year old, you know, cat two doesn't necessarily have that focus. Um, so I think that that kind of helps, or at least in my mind it does. Although, you know, I was racing in Belgium this spring and uh, the first lap of a 90 K road race and um, we hit a U-turn and we had just been um, uh, way forward for the referee car off of a neutral rolling start. And, um, going about 30 35 miles per hour too many riders too small of a road and some people locked bars a few a few rows ahead of me and sent the whole peloton down sort of like that tour de france crash with wow. the with the sign right yep and i just didn't have i didn't have any place to go um and so uh yeah i got caught up in that and then by the time i got back on my bike and checked on my teammates i was already like two minutes behind and the guys were racing over there are pro continental level so they're you know, racing against people that are a year or two from the tour and it's, it's really challenging. So all I did is, you know, I, I knew I was functional. I was cut up, but you know, I don't know how many times I'm ever going to be able to race in Belgium again. So I just got on my bike and got a great workout and chased down a bunch of people. And um, it's kind of, kind of the experience there, but it's certainly a doubt and, and, a, and a risk every time I, I get on the bike, whether I'm training by myself or riding with folks. And I probably am, um, a little bit more uh, risk uh, adverse than some some people are, um, but I would also say that like uh, my time in the military and my experiences in, in foreign countries where people didn't like us very much, they have given me a realistic um, understanding of risk and uh, also understanding that if something happens, it's going to happen. Uh, I'll do everything. I'll do everything I can not to, but. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And then I'll just deal with it when it does. Now, Kyle, are you going to be racing the road race with a team? Um, I think there might be one or two of my local teammates that, that could be down there. But, you know, Masters Nationals is a lot, uh, you know, um, especially when they're in sort of more random middle of the country places. Uh, like, you know, they were in Colorado Springs if, uh, like uh, two years ago. We held them. And then, uh, you know, this year in Albuquerque both great cities, but, um, they're not necessarily easy to fly into or for people to drive to. Um, and so you don't usually get massive teams there, you know, working for one person. So it ends up being the dynamics of like maybe two or three people that work together. Um, and, uh, but usually it's one or twos here or there. And it's a lot of like <clears throat> the, the cat four, cat, cat three sort of solo racers, trying to strike out on their own i guess sort of like you might have seen in the olympics with no radius <laughs> but uh yeah the same sort of thing right so there's not a ton of team tactics because not a lot of people show up with 
more than one or two teammates. And then you're going into a new division. Do you know a lot of the people that you're going to be competing against? Um, I know some of the people um, by reputation, having raced a few of them. Uh, you know, there's some people from Colorado that are going to be down there. Um, and so, you know, my, my real focus is the TT. And then, you know, the road race is, is interesting. I'm a, kind of a bigger guy at 6'3", and about 180. And there's a, a four- or five-minute climb that gets over 10%. Um in right in the middle of the course and it's two laps of that course um so you know i've heard everything from the fact that uh, that could be the decider but then the descent on the backside, a lot of people catch up to you know it's going to be it's going to be an it's going to be an interesting course i don't think it's a pure climbers course um lots of rolling but um yeah it's going to be interesting uh, and i know some of the colorado riders who are going down are slightly smaller than me so um you know, maybe we'll maybe we'll get together and figure out something because it'll just be a fun day on the bike for me. Well, Kyle, it's been great chatting with you. Anything you want to say in conclusion? Uh, no, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, you know, uh, a long-time listener, first-time caller, I guess you could say. <laughs> and, um, yeah, just uh, appreciate, uh, you know, it's great to run into you and um, catch up a little bit. And, you know, I look forward to talking more um, after the time trial and maybe after the road race. Yeah, I look forward to checking in with you uh, the evenings after your events. It's going to be a lot of fun to catch up. Well, Kyle, thanks so much for joining us on Over the Top Cycling. Really appreciate it. Thanks, George. Appreciate it. From the Over the Top Studios in Nederland, Colorado, it's Over the Top Cycling, presented by Gerard Cycles. I'm George Thomas.